hey what's up welcome to today's video merry christmas man you can see the market is pumping really high today ethereum at 150 dollars we're going to discuss if this is the beginning of an alt season because the ethereum breakout um, is a great indicator for altcoins according to the crypto fam is anyone talking about that right and more than that even we got the stock market continuing to crash the dow jones is down minus 1.8 percent you can see that the S&P the 500 is down 2.06% while crypto keeps pumping. So this is really nice to see that the market is not directly correlated to stocks, at least right now on a day-to-day basis, right? So we're going to discuss all of that. Besides that, we're going to talk about why Ethereum is pumping. We're going to talk about the upcoming Ethereum Constantinople upgrade that is happening next month in three weeks, which is why I think we're seeing this pump. Um, yeah, we got some other scams that are being called in the crypto space. We are talking, we got some analysis here. What happens if we do go up from here? If, did we hit the bottom or is this a temporary relief? And we're going to discuss all of that. So yeah, let's get started. You can see Bitcoin at $4,221 at total market cap, $142 billion. It was just at a hundred billion just a few days ago. It's crazy how fast this correction is happening. Um, you can see, yeah, Ripple, 31, 39 cents, Bitcoin Cash, $205, EOS, $3.02. Nice. So we're just seeing massive pumps all over the board. But really, the big winner today um, so far is Ethereum. I see also NEO is coming back from the dead, up 19.8%. So NEO and Ethereum are the biggest gainers today, pretty much from the big altcoins, right? So, yeah, this is interesting. Um, stock market keeps correcting. Um, if this pattern is going to continue for a while, traditional investors will start to see that maybe crypto is not correlated with stocks. But to be honest, I think this is just um, a coincidence. They just happen in the same time. We were due for a bounce for a long time. Uh, we got the crypto doc talking about that. He says, um, uh, so he said that a week ago at the bottom, he says, if this turns mega bullish and we start to reach five to $6,000 per Bitcoin, do not forget we are in a macro bear market. It's not going to just go up and break out and go out to new all-time all highs. Rallies will fail. Prepare for it. And yeah, I agree. I'm not calling this a bottom anytime soon. Even if we go to $6,000 per Bitcoin, I'll still need to see at least we're above $6,300. You know, going back here to say that, okay, maybe, maybe we pass the bottom. But until then, I'm not sure. I mean, if you look at <clears throat> what happened in 2014, 2015, you can see that we hit the final bottom here and then we went sideways for a while, right? So we're not just going to go and start like boom, like a massive bull run just like that. We're probably going to go sideways for a few months, especially with the stock market crashing like that. I don't see crazy amounts of money being uh, pumped into crypto right now or Bitcoin uh, while the stock market condition is like that. We have a lot of uncertainty about what's happening. <clears throat> but with that being said, this could easily be an alt season um, that is way overdue pretty much, right? Um, or crypto, you know, until January, maybe until the Ethereum upgrade on January 16th, right? Maybe by then we're going to see a, a pump in the altcoins. Okay, so yeah, the main reason um, for this pump that I see is just that, first of all, people just corrected. The, the, more, the sentiment was so negative on Ethereum that we had to have some bounce. We were talking about this on the channel a few days ago before the pump, covering what the crypto dog was saying. That we should have some bounce sometime soon it kind of fit with the entire narrative of you know have a bounce by the end of the year and then crash in january right 
we'll see uh, hitting the final bottom in January or February. We have Dimitri talking about it here. Um, what I like here in his analysis that he puts on the chart, he puts like backed target launch date, which is January 24th. And then also February 27 is the ETF decision date for Bitcoin. Is an ETF going to be accepted or rejected? And I think that on February 27, if it's going to be rejected, it could cause the final bottom for Bitcoin. And that fits really good with the narrative of bottoming at the first quarter of 2019, um, just like we bottomed in the last bear market 12, 13 months into the bear market. So this kind of fits really well, really nice with it. Also, we've backed on January 24th. That's also going to be interesting because, like I said, we have reports that uh, they're probably not going to, did I close it? Oh, here, that there's a good chance they're not going to launch on that date because they're still pending approval from the Commission's Future Trading Commission of the US, the CFTC. So until they get that, they're, they're not launching anything. So we'll see. There's a lot of uncertainty in the financial market. I don't know if we can count on this approval to come in time. So yeah, if this, if this doesn't go through, this would cause um, some pessimism. It will probably cause the price to crash, right? Now, also, he gives you another analysis to where he thinks we could bottom. So he thinks option one that we bottom between 2300 to 2600 fractals analysis bottom, or number two that we bottom at around 1700 to 1900 per Bitcoin, according to the Fibonacci extension bottom. And option three that we will retest support 2017 rally bottom somewhere between 900 to 1200. And option number five that we already bottomed and he's 100x long. And also as option four, go work at McDonald's. So this is his analysis. Cool. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think we're going to go as low as 1,200, but that's going to be really crazy if we do. I kind of hope we do. I think it'll be really cool. Really cool story. Let me see what else. Yeah, so the Ethereum Constantinople upgrade is going to go up in uh, three weeks. And it's probably was going to cause a pump in Ethereum regardless, right? People get excited. It is an upgrade for the network, right? We were talking about this on this channel, I think just a few days ago, I was saying like, look, this upgrade could cause a pump in Ethereum because it's like a month away. This is the time where usually things start to pump in crypto, right? About five to three weeks before is when you start to see the pump happen. But yeah, um, also we got the CFTC requesting for comments on Ether, um, looking to understand similarities and distinctions between Ether and Bitcoin. Cool. So yeah, things are looking good for Ethereum right now in terms of the price. Now, also, we had two new large CDPs that were opened over the last three days on the DAI network. So they were basically opened, uh, took a loan on the Ethereum uh, DAI network, MakerDAO, and then they deposited Ether, and then they got DAI tokens in return. So they used their Ether as collateral. Now, the thing is, those uh, CDPs were just huge. So it was um, one of them deposited 108,000 Ether and the other one 78,000 Ether. So there is a huge amount of Ether locked right now in MakerDAO, 1.76 million Ether. Um, just to give you an idea, that's about 1.7% of the total Ether supply locked in MakerDAO right now. So that is a huge amount. Also, um, we've got an article here uh, talking how a crypto, a crypto Christmas rally could indicate Bitcoin independence from the U.S. stock market. I think that this is temporary. I'm not jumping to conclusions anytime soon. I think they're jumping the gun too soon here. But yeah, it's really good to see a rally in crypto while the stock markets go down. I mean, it's nice to have our little win, right? We've been going through so much pain in 2018. It's nice to at least show them like, you know, here we're having some good time. 
while you or the stock market are suffering, right? Also, we got a tweet from Pump here saying the U.S. Treasury Secretary just had to call the CEOs of the country's six largest banks to calm them down about the current financial market. In the new financial system, you don't have to trust humans. You simply trust the algorithm. Long Bitcoin short the banks, the bankers. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious what's going to be like. Are we going to still have like financial crises that are this big like we had in 2008? Or like we're going to have now, is this still going to be as big if we use cryptocurrencies and we don't uh, use fiat currencies, right? I would guess that we're still going to see like, you know, market rallies and then corrections and crashes. But I think it's going to be less volatile than it is now because what happens with the bankers or whatever, whatever is happening there in the current financial system, which is really complex, um, they're manipulating stuff, they're printing money, they're making things worse and worse right before it finally corrects, which is inevitable, right? So what happens if we're not going to have this unnatural things that are happening in the market, right? Human intervention, we're just going to have code. That's going to be re really cool to see how this pans out. Also, we have a report here of a scam. So we got Bitcoin private, which I thought it was a scam, to be honest, just a scammy project. So Bitcoin private. Turns out that they had a secret pre-mine. So they mined 2 million tokens. Uh, 2 million BTCP. Uh, you can see it's correcting right now in this market. Yeah, so the total market cap is $41 million. So it's a pretty small coin right now. But turns out someone did an analysis. They looked at the blockchain for Bitcoin uh, private, which is not even a Bitcoin uh, fork. It's really a fork merge of Bitcoin and Z Classic uh, crypto with privacy features, which itself was a fork of Zcash. So it's not even a pure Bitcoin um, per se. Yeah, it's just they just use the name, right? So basically, Coinmetrics, a crypto asset data provider, released a 10-page report titled Don't Trust, Verify, a Bitcoin private case study. And then they looked at the coin supply and they found that there was 2.04 million additional Bitcoin private units that were covertly minted, pushing the actual supply by 2 million, right? So this is crazy. So basically, they it's a scam. Like they, they printed money that they shouldn't have printed. And uh, yeah, serious stuff. So this is why I'm really, I always recommend you guys be really careful when you buy altcoins, just because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you cannot verify. It's hard to verify everything, especially if you're not a programmer, especially if you're not a techie. So all of these altcoins, just be really careful with them. Um, I even saw a report uh, that Ethereum ICO was highly centralized, like the Ether distribution was very centralized from a few years ago. So by now, I'm not that worried about it because it's been a while since the ICO. But still, just understand that there's a factor of unknown unknowns that you don't know about. Like you don't know that you don't know these things. Um, I hope they make sense. So you got to prepare for the unknown and all the possibilities. And with altcoin, there's a lot of things that are happening that you cannot have full access to. Okay, so and we got Hasu talking about it. He says the word scammer is overused in crypto. But it's rarely more fitting than for you, uh, Ray Craigton. You deserve some years in prison. Wow. So he talks about some serious stuff here. Um, if you want to know, read this. And, okay. And then he talks about this analysis. And then he says, fun fact, uh, Bitcoin Private is the next project that turns out to be a full-blown scam after it was previously shielded by Rand Nooner. Um, and that's not, let's not forget Crypto Medici. Uh, collectively, some of the biggest come out there. Wow. So people are really going hard. Um, against people over there and you can see here I saw I made a tweet uh, let me see 
made your tweet about uh, Bitcoin private. Let me see if I can find it right now. BTCP, no, let me see if I can find. Basically, he was shilling Bitcoin private and someone took a screenshot of him shilling it. So pretty uncomfortable situations to be in regardless of who's right or wrong. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have an opinion on the subject. Also, uh, Dovi1 talking about Bitmain. Um, there is a post on the Chinese LinkedIn. She says I'm um, posted by usually posted by Bitmain employees themselves, saying the Bit the Bitmain will start a layoff in the coming week. A separate rumor said there is a plan uh, to fire more than fifty percent of its headcount. So yeah, we got them uh, doing some firing probably sometime soon. This looks pretty credible. Yeah, there's a rumor that it will fire 50%. 50% is crazy of the employees. That's a lot of people. But Bitmain is in a tough situation right now. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what's up with that. Also, uh, recently they closed their office in Israel, um, a small office with 20 to 30 people. And currently Bitmain has 2,000 employees, more than that, worldwide. Wow, so it's a crazy big company. Yeah. So some fud about Bitmain situation. And also we got flood derivative. A moment of silence for all the ICOs that capitulated at two-digit Ether. Yeah, man, um, it's crazy. I remember we had this report that ICOs sold 400,000 Ether in a month, the most they ever sold. And it was literally near the bottom for Ethereum. So it just goes to show how bad we are at predicting tops and bottoms for coins, right? Also, we got Pump here, Shilling uh, Crypto. He says, look, you're going to spend... Um, on the holidays, you're going to spend time with your friends and families. Tell them about Bitcoin. Explain why it's important. Show them how to buy it, how to hold it. They will thank you later. And we got Jameson Lupp with a sobering reply. He says, in my experience, most of them will think you're crazy, remain uninterested, and despise you years later for being right. So yeah, even if you're going to be right in the future, they're still going to despise you. And yeah, that's my experience with these kind of things. I mean, giving unsolicited advice, unsolicited shilling, if you will, of Bitcoin, it doesn't end well. Like the, the exception that I will give is like if you have someone, usually young, and they're really asking, like, like they're asking, you know, there's most people when they have a conversation, they never really ask, but rarely you can find people that actually do ask and do really want to know. In that case, I'm like, okay, fine. Maybe then you can like actually... Uh, tell them about this but usually you don't want to talk about it I mean like I was talking about Bitcoin with my family it doesn't it doesn't work well it just it just doesn't work well with uh, most people also we got Vivek here saying the US government shut down and then um, it says no matter how hard someone tried they would never be able to shut down the Bitcoin network Bitcoin doesn't care about your politics that is inaccurate people could shut down Bitcoin if they really wanted to but uh, yeah, like you cannot shut down it as easy as you could the U.S. government. Great argument. Also, Jimmy Song doing a survey. What percentage of your friends and family own Bitcoin? And turns out that 79% of people said that none of their friends and family own Bitcoin. So wow, we're just really early in the stage here. For me, I get a little bit, um, I tend to forget that because I'm surrounded by you know, I live in Bangkok, everyone here is expats, I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs and people that are very open-minded and very, you know, willing to adapt, you know, they're not fixed on anything. So pretty much all my friends hold the crypto, maybe, maybe like 70% of them. Um, and yeah, none of my family, pretty much just my, my parents, but not really, 
Wow, so that's crazy to think. There's a lot of potential for crypto, that's for sure. Also, we got Michael Novogratz talking about the crash in the S&P 500. He says, I would have thought that 2,400 in the S&P would be low for the year. Now with the shutdown and then fire the Fed chair, Mattis, and what seems like a noose tightening around Trump's neck, 2,200 uh, could be possible. Um, Sek Nunchin press release didn't really inspire confidence. Enjoy Christmas. Yeah, uncertainty about what's going to happen in the stock market. Also, we're starting to see some more uh, doomsday reports and articles pop up online. We got a financial doomsayer saying that Australian property prices could crash by 50% in the coming global crisis. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see this happen. A lot of uh, FUD is starting to, some FUD is starting to creep up right now. Now, also, we got a major South Korean business school, which is called the Seoul School of Integrated Sciences and Technologies announced that they will start offering an MBA in blockchain and cryptocurrency industries. So, wow, that is awesome. Let me see. The mission of the, their MBA program is to remedy the lack of academic research and systematic education currently available in the industry. Nice, nice, nice. So they're moving forward. Love it, love it. Getting an MBA in crypto and blockchain. That's interesting. Also, something cool not related to crypto. We just have here an automated book scanning machine. You can see how they automatically scan 250 pages a minute. That's like what? That's like five pages a second or something like that. So that's a crazy amount of pages, right? So you can see here how it flips them and then quickly takes a picture. So this is really awesome, really cool example of AI automation and what's going to happen in the market. Now, also we got Brave Software and apologizing pretty much. Let me see where we heard your feedback and we're making changes. So basically, the thing with Brave, I don't know if you saw the, yesterday's video, but basically, they were collecting donations, pretending to, to promote, to work with influencers or certain famous people, while they didn't really um, uh, sign up to the platform. So it was really misleading. They were basically collecting donations from people, um, pretending like, hey, this is, I don't know, this is PewDiePie, or this is this person, send them money. Well, this person didn't even sign up to their website. So now they're doing kind of like not really... I'm still not happy with this. They're saying here, so if you go to someone, look, he didn't sign up to this platform. He's not related at all to Bl to Brave. They're saying here, uh, coolcreatorguy.com, not yet verified. He's not yet signed up to receive contribution from Brave. And then they still give an option to send a tip. I'm not too sure about that. I mean, it's cool to see them make a difference, a change, but still not that happy with that upgrade. It's still cool that they're listening to their uh, users. And then finally, guys, if you're not sure how to make money in, um, you know, if you have maybe a New Year's resolution for 2019, I have two ways for you guys to consider making money. One way, if you just like to make like $10,000 a month, um, you could get a job as a smart contract developer. I actually teach you, even if you have zero programming experience, how you can learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Solidity, build dApps, um, you know, integrate with Web 3.0, and get a job as a blockchain developer. Right now, there's a lot of demand and very short supply for these uh, smart contract programmers because it's very new and everybody want to go into the space. You know, Amazon, Facebook, Facebook has a team of like 30, 40 people. So I'll put a link below to training that will show you how you can learn smart contract programming, get a job as a developer and make money every single month without risking your capital, without having previous experience, you know, cutting the stress. So if you got wrecked in crypto in 2018, you're not sure how to make money, this is really recommended. I'm actually a developer. I made Android apps. They got millions of downloads when I was 18. Um, 
And I'm really not that smart or anything like that. Like you could do it too. So I'd like to show you how you can do it. And then the second way that I'd like to recommend to you guys, if you would like to start a YouTube channel, if maybe you love, um, you know, making videos or you always wanted to become a YouTuber or an influencer or even make money on Twitter, um, I'd like to show you how we can make hundreds of dollars a day on YouTube or Twitter on your own website, um, talking about any niche that you love, whether it's fitness, health, crypto, uh, technical analysis, um, what you could, else you could talk on, anything like fashion, how to dress better, how to do real estate, uh, whatever you're into right now, there is an audience online that will be happy to pay you for that skill. So I'll put a link to it below. Honestly, you can make hundreds of dollars a day on YouTube, even without having, even with having less than 10,000 subscribers. It's definitely possible. I actually show you also how you can use uh, Twitter to make hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars a year online. We actually cover how Pump, uh, uh, Anthony Pompliano, how Pompliano actually makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on Twitter and how you could do the same thing. So we actually cover a lot of cool stuff. So I really recommend you guys check it out. And uh, yeah, this is the business that I'm doing now on YouTube, right? And before that, I did programming. These are kind of like two paths that I've learned before and I recommend for you guys in 2019. And uh, yeah, that's it. If you enjoyed the video, please leave a like and subscribe. Also, I have a daily newsletter, um, sending emails, talking about summaries of crypto and what's happening in crypto, the cryptosphere.co. So if you'd like to become a crypto insider, make sure to sign up. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the video, leave a like and subscribe and uh, much love. See you soon. Bye-bye.